Hey everybody, Chris Avery with you on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. On this week's episode, General Manager Tom Telesco joins me to recap the 2018 season. Now Tom spoke to the media on Thursday. We taped this a couple of days before that, and Tom was fantastic as he's been all year on this podcast. We discussed how Michael Badgley became a Charger, how this team can further improve in 2019, and a very encouraging parallel between the 2002 Colts and the 2018 Chargers. All right, welcome into episode 19 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Coming to you from the office of General Manager Tom Telesco. And Tom, in this business, 31 teams are disappointed at the end. But I tell you, Sunday shouldn't overshadow what was a heck of a year for this team. No, I mean, it's it's uh, it's disappointing now. It's hard to take. There's always When you're in the playoffs and you don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's such an abrupt ending. Um, it's kind of like being in a car crash where you get rear-ended. You don't see it coming, and then all of a sudden, it's it's you know you get hit, and now yeah. everything is is uh, it's over. It's uh, when the players were in yesterday. It kind of feels like like the last day of school. Everyone's you it know so quickly. It just happens like that. It's it's always it's hard. It just really is. But um, you know, hopefully, the next couple of days, a couple of weeks, you know, we can reflect back here inside the building of of the season we had, and um, and a lot of good things happened this year. Um, this didn't quite end the way we wanted it to, but you know we tied for the best record in the in the AFC. That, that's hard to do. Won a playoff game, won a playoff game on the road, um, but we got to get back after it this off season. And and uh, like, there is no status quo in this league. You either get better or you get worse. So we got to get better going into next year. See what happened in New England. Obviously, um, I'm still not even done with the tape of that. I couldn't watch it. Well, I was so busy Monday with with other things, administrative work, and meeting with the players. I didn't I haven't couldn't watch it Monday. Get a little bit more into it today try and dissect it a little bit more but uh, no overall uh, really proud of the players and the coaches this year um, the grit they showed the resolve the, the character of this football team and the, and the culture that's being built that's going to last for for years and years moving forward you've been a part of so many different seasons in uh, in the NFL from your time in Buffalo to Carolina to Indy uh, what are you going to remember most about this specific 2018 Chargers team I think the camaraderie that's number one. These guys really liked each other. You don't always have that, um, but they really mixed well together. Um, they were accountable to each other. They, they enjoyed being around each other, whether it was on the practice field, in the locker room, on the plane rides, on the bus rides. And that all, um, that all counts. It does. It's not just a talent-based um, trying to get the wins and losses. It's not just X's and O's. It's not just scheme. It's really... Um, the camaraderie of the football team and how they play with each other. And and uh, you have to have that. I've seen that with other teams uh, throughout the years. And, um, you know, our guys showed that this year. It was astounding. We talked about it so much, but just, you know, there wasn't a losing plane ride until Sunday. Uh, and, and I think there's moments throughout the year you could point to Cleveland and London where you're together for 10 days and, and you win both of those games, one of them being a really close one across the pond. Um, and, and just some of these firsts, you know, like – there was a stat with Seattle where Russell Wilson had never lost to an AFC team and that ridiculous Pittsburgh stat where they're 220 and 0 when they have a 14 point lead and right. what they did in Kansas City I mean there's so many memories specifically some of these road wins in December that you look back on and you got to be proud of yeah you know you talked about real quick there about about all these firsts and the one thing I told the team on Monday when I talked to, to the players as a group um a little bit of a storytelling, but try and give some perspective on how our season it. ended. So, 
in, in 2002 was Tony Dungy's first year with, with the Colts. And um, the team was loaded. They had Peyton Manning, Edgerin James, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. They had uh, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, Bob Sander. So a ton of talent. Tony's first year. Okay. They go to the playoffs. And they, their first uh, first rounds in the Meadowlands against the Jets. They lose 41 to nothing. Just got blown out. Much played much worse than than we did against New England. I mean, it was it was a 41 to nothing blowout. But that kind of drove that team that off season. Like nobody forgot that that game, and and it drove the off season. It really kind of fueled everybody that next year, and that was really the start of it. And then that group kind of stayed together for a long time. And that and that team. Um, you know, most of that team, you know, you have a little bit of turnover, but they went to the playoffs 12 out of the next 13 years. You know, won a lot of playoff games, went to two Super Bowls, won one Super Bowl. But it really started on that that year, 2002. Um, and that's what we have to really use this year for. You know, we had a great year. We go to New England. We got our butts kicked. I mean, Coach said it. We just did. Um, but that would be great fuel for the offseason for us this year to come back next year ready to go. That was my next question to you is, Sometimes you need a little adversity to get you to the promised land, to get you to that ultimate prize. And there was only six Chargers that were on that 2013 playoff team. There was a couple guys who had Super Bowl experience, talk about Russell and Virgil and, and Schofield. But for a lot of these guys, this was their first time in the playoffs. Um, you know, I look at some of these young guys on defense. They're going to learn from this, and they're going to be even better in 2019. Yes, it's a, it's not a one-step process. It's multi-steps, and we, we've made some of those steps, but there's more ahead. But yeah, you, you really can't accomplish anything until you can handle some adversity, and that's what you're going to have in this league, and, and we'll, we'll learn from this year and, and keep going. Um, but uh, I like the makeup of the locker room. I really do, and that's not going to change next year. Now, the the wins and losses, that doesn't carry over to next year. We have to start from the bottom, and we have to work our way all the way back up again. But the culture um, is being built and is built right now. Yeah, there's a standard that's being set. And you talk about Coach Lynn's first year. You have a winning record, 9-7. and seven. You go to 12-4. and four, You win a playoff game. So the standard is set. How critical is it during the offseason, Tom, just to maintain that standard when you know in this league there's so much parity, there's so many teams that are trying to get to the top, trying to make changes in an effort to get there and chase teams like the Chargers. This is what I saw this year So, um, as compared to last year. Last year we really started to build that resolve and the grit and the toughness built that last year. What I saw this year was I saw really the players really taking ownership of themselves. And Like, like last year, you know, I mean, obviously Anthony's our leader. Um, Anthony's the one that sets the tone. But I really saw this year the players taking that ownership of really running that locker room, um, just a bigger voice. And I think they all know what's expected of them from the head coach, and that helps. And then they carry out that message through the locker room. And uh, that's we're going to see that through this offseason into next, next training camp. There's no way you can answer this fully. You know, you just talked about you're still watching the, the Patriots tape and we're only a couple of days removed from the season. But just top of mind, what do you want to see improved? What do you think needs to be improved in an effort to get to that next step here for the Chargers? Well, that's what our offseason is going to be all about, really, um, trying to identify some areas that we have to get better. Um, I know offensively, for as good as our offense is, and, and we've been explosive, and we've moved the ball, and scored points. And our third down numbers were, real, our third down conversion rate was a little lower than, than you think it should be for for how good we were. So we have to try and investigate that, see where we are. Um, defensively, we did a lot of good things, um, you know. But that I think we got to probably 
the, the one thing that hurt us on defense this year was, you know, our linebacking core. We had some injuries there, yeah. and we had to you do can't some predict injuries. Tom. Well, no, but you have to try and build a team that you can you can sustain that. Um, you know, we had some injuries on the interior defensive line, and we held that together very well. Obviously, Joey was out for a while. We held the defensive line together pretty well. But at linebacker, when Kaiser went out and Denzel went out and then JB went out, um, it became a little bit more difficult. We had to do, and Gus did tremendous with what he had and had to, had to do some different things. I mean, everyone knows what we did against Baltimore in the playoff game. Um, but uh, now we, we, we need to show up the linebackers a little bit, have a little bit more depth there so we can handle uh, when, when players get hurt. Um, but uh, I saw a lot of good things from the defense. Our red zone defense was excellent. Um, our third down was much better, much improved. Um, we didn't turn, we didn't force as many turnovers as we had in the year before. Sometimes that comes in, in bunches. Yeah, I uh, would have liked some more there, but boy, there was a lot of good things to build from on defense, and we kept people out of the end zone. That was the big thing, and we scored points on offense. But uh, now, what the, a lot of this off season is about trying to identify specific areas that hey, this is what we need to improve on, and that's what we'll do really starting right now. You know, last month when I talked to you, you, you kind of broke down the process of identifying Coach Lynn as the, as the head coach, and uh, he, he had a remarkable year, and he and his staff. I wanted to talk to you about the quarterback, Phillip Rivers, 36, just turned 37 in December. Maybe the most complete season of his career, Tom. How would you assess how Phillip played? That was outstanding. It really was. Um, you know, we, we didn't turn the ball over either by fumbles or interceptions. It was very low rate this year, and that's, that's it's so key because we're still an aggressive offense, and Phillip takes, takes chances with the football, which is, which is great. You have to do that. He is sure. aggressive with it. Um, but we didn't turn the ball over. We moved the ball at a high rate. Um, but it's really about having a team around him, you know, having the offensive line, having the running backs, the different options we have at running backs and the receivers and tight ends, and, and uh, just trying to build the, 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 the best team around him and having a defense and get us the ball back. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Phillip is not slowing down you know, he's still playing at a high, high level and he's still, you know, a main leader for us in the locker room and, and on the football field. I, I love the emotions he plays with, um, in the edge that he plays with and that rubs off on the rest of our offense. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, he had a tremendous year this year. He was the constant. And what I admire most, I think about this offense is that each week you could point to a different guy who really stepped up, whether it was you know Melvin in Buffalo and Cleveland, uh, Justin Jackson, Keenan Allen in Pittsburgh, Mike Williams in Kansas City, um, Tyrell in Cleveland. I mean, th- there was a different guy who stepped up seemingly each week. You didn't have to rely on just one player to get the job done. Yeah, week to week is always different. The game plan could be different week to week, and the matchups are different. Um but I think that makes you a hard team to defend if you know you're not you're not going to go to the well always to the one guy all the time. So we had some different options. We have some different styles of players, and we're going to try and keep adding to that next year. Defensively, this rookie class had a really good year, starting with Derwin. Uh, was Derwin everything you expected this year? Uh, probably a little bit more. Mm. Um, and I say that only because he was, um, for a young player, very mature. I mean, he handled being a professional athlete very well at an early age and, and really took on some leadership ability for us too, which is very rare for a player his age. Um, but, uh, yeah, this certainly wasn't too big for him. And yeah. uh, we asked a lot of them. You know, Gus put him in a lot of different situations and really stressed him. And uh, he came through for us uh, week after week after week. So, um, you know, really happy with him. And I'm happy with, with, with the, you know, all those guys. All, they all played and no helped. Doubt. Obviously, Kaiser got hurt. Um, Kaiser had won a starting job before he got hurt. So we've got, you know, hopefully, um, you know, good good days ahead for him starting next year. Uh, but Justin Jones really came on at the end of the year. Um, had a tremendous game in Baltimore in the playoff game. 
His first start. Yeah, his first start. Um, we think he has a bright future. And and, and, and Chenna Nuoso, we use him in a, in a variety of different ways, which is difficult for young players. You know, he was playing some down defensive end for us. He was playing some stand-up linebacker for us, playing on a lot of special teams, and uh, really excelled in all three. And he has a great temperament for the game. Made the big play in Baltimore on on the uh, the strip sack. Oh, yeah. And uh, But he, he has a great feel, like natural football instincts is why he can kind of thrive in some different spots. Um, and he's tough and he's fast. So that those are pretty good pretty good things to have. And, and he'll have a, a bigger role next year. But I think having those those three guys, um, plus Kaiser when he's back, those are some young guys who are going to keep getting better. But they all had a pretty good role this year. Yeah, and, you know, the foundational pieces, when you look at the snap, you know, Kaiser obviously a great start of the year before he got hurt. But Uchenna had almost 550 snaps this year. Uh, Justin Jones almost 350. So you're getting these guys not only reps, really valuable reps in big-time games, which I think can only help you in your second season. Yeah, because uh, Derwin's a little bit rare. I mean, he came in and really – he was really a difference maker in a lot of areas for us. You don't necessarily you don't necessarily get that with with a rookie. Uh, what you're hoping to have is guys can come in and, and handle a role for you, whatever that role may be, a contributing role, and that's what those other guys did. And, and their roles will continue to get bigger as we move forward. But man, they helped us win football games uh, on defense, so that's just going to help us next year. The kicker, Michael Badgley. I, I remember him down at the Senior Bowl, and when he came in here middle of the year. He, he spoke about his time in Indianapolis and said how working with Adam Vinatieri was just as much of an education, maybe even more than what he did in Miami. Uh, had to be special to see that come together midseason. Yeah, I um, mean, thank God uh, for, for Michael. <laughs> Believe me, for the last couple of years with what we've been through, um, when when Caleb got hurt, we put together a list of kickers to bring in, take a look at, and uh, JoJo Wooden was like, "Hey, let's 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 put Michael on here. Let's take a look at him. I know he hasn't kicked in the regular season yet, but we need to get a look at him." And uh, you know, we saw him at the Senior Bowl, and he kicked very well at the Senior Bowl. Obviously, we had scouted him at Miami, um, and then we scouted him in the preseason with the Colts. Kev- Kevin Kelly, our college director, he had the Colts as one of his preseason teams, so he saw him there and. Liked what he did, and you know I had some intel from the Colts as far as how he looked in training camp, and they all you know really remarked how well he did. But obviously he was not going to win that job in Indianapolis with Adam not. there, so that wasn't going to happen. So we brought him in with uh, you know maybe three or four other kickers. He had a great workout that day, and we took you know his body of work of what we saw and said you know let's go, and uh, and he just jumped in. His mindset was great. His teammates liked him. Um, he's got confidence, and uh, you know very very accurate. And uh, yeah, I couldn't be more pleased uh, to have him here. It's been a it's been a rocky road trying to find somebody. You look across the league, um, the kickers this year, and, and some guys that did not have great years. It's it's, say, it's it's not independent. It just no, it's been tough. Yeah. It really has. So to have Michael come in and go, you know, really ninety plus percent on his field goals, um, and won some games for us, uh, was tremendous. In the fact, you do it, you do it in a playoff game against Justin Tucker's across the, the sidelines to kick five field goals in a game where you needed all 15 of those points, a rookie to step into that situation, it's got to bode well for his confidence. And I know he's a confident guy just to begin with. Yeah, no, it was great. Plus it was, it was, uh, it was cold that day. It was really, it was really windy that day uh, in Baltimore and uh, that didn't phase him, you know, so weather doesn't phase him and really nothing does, you know, he's and look, they're all going to miss a kick. Mm. Um, but you have to, uh, put it behind it, work on the next one. And uh, like I said, I like his mindset. He's, he's tough. He's tough-minded. He's confident. Confident but not cocky. Yeah. Um, which you want in your kicker. You want him to have a lot of confidence. And uh, I just I can tell you, us, the coaching staff, 
the players when he kicks in practice, we just assume they're going through because that's all we've all, it's all we've seen. He assumes it too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and it's it's uh it's been a little bit of a change. Yeah, but a good change. That's great. Before we talk about the senior ball, I, I want to I go back to like exactly last year, and I remember this very vividly when when Philip talked about the need for for Mike Williams to have a healthy offseason and get back into the swing of things, and boy, we saw what a healthy offseason did for him and his confidence and eleven total touchdowns, top five in the league. He had a great year. And then I look at a guy like Forrest Lamp, and I imagine in year three for him, just the need for him to have a healthy offseason is going to be important going into his third year as a pro. That's exactly right. That's what we had. That's what Mike had a full offseason, and uh, and we saw what Mike could do this year, and he's just scratching the surface too. I mean, he still has a, a high ceiling. Um, but, man, he made some wild plays for us this year, even in, in the in the, uh, the New England game. Made some snags there. Made some big-time catches. He's tough. He's big. He can run. But yeah, having that full year or full offseason on your belt is big, and that's what Forrest will have this year. Last year, Forrest was rehabbing the whole offseason. Uh, so you get a chance the first day of the offseason program, which is about mid-April, to be out there with his teammates, with the players, going through everything that he missed last year, including getting a full training camp. Um, the good thing is he got a, a ton of snaps in practice this year and got a lot of work, and he looks that's great. great. So yeah. that, that's good, and we need, we need depth. We need competition up front, and uh, um, you know he'll be right in the mix next year. You know, This is... Uh, uh, certainly not down on him, I can tell you that. Um, I'm glad we have him here, and he's going to play a big role for us. Last year, too, it's hard to believe that, that we're approaching Senior Bowl week. And I asked you about this last year, and you, you said, listen, we're not necessarily looking at guys. If you played in the Senior Bowl, we're going to draft you. But that being said, there are players in Mobile, and Badgley was there, Uchenna was there, Desmond was there a couple of years ago, Quisenberry, Justin Jones, Kaiser, list goes on and on. Um, how important is this week when you take the whole pie into consideration, not just what, what these guys did on the field, but also the fact that they're seniors, that they're leaders, and they have a chance to showcase themselves? Yeah, it's, it's a big part of it. It's not as big as what they did in college in the fall, but it's certainly bigger than what they'll do at the Combine, because at least at the Senior Bowl, they have a helmet and shoulder pads on, and they're playing real football rather than at the Combine running around cones and hitting a pad you know so this is real football and it's good competition so they're playing it's the best against the best best seniors against the best seniors so every rep in practice you know it's a quality rep and they're gonna go they're going against somebody who's probably gonna play in the nfl as well so the great evaluation tool um it's up close and personal look at these players our scouts have spent a lot of time with them just talking with them get to know them as people uh, which is we can't do on campus very often uh, during the fall. So this is the first time we can really start spending some time with these players and see what makes them tick yeah. um, and just to see them live. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a great event. It's, it's, it's fun to get back um, actually scouting some players, yeah. at least for me. It's my, really my first chance to see a lot of guys in one place. Our college scouts have seen all these guys a lot already. Um, for me, for some of these guys, I haven't seen these guys yet. So it's, uh, it's, it's a great feel. And then East-West Shrine, this this upcoming weekend, Senior Bowl, and then our coaches in the Pro Bowl. I mean, obviously you don't you don't strive to get to the Pro Bowl to coach it, but it'll be it should be fun for these guys, especially with some of our guys down there as players. Yeah, um, maybe they can take our players out of the game and have to take one snap. <laughs> well, you know, you know a guy that can that can make that decision. <laughs> yeah, the Pro Bowl is tough. I mean, it's I guess people love it, and I, I'm glad for the accolades that the players get to go there and the notoriety, but. I'm not crazy about them playing in, a, in another football game, yeah. but it's just a necessary evil, I guess. Um, but our coaches get a chance to be around, you know, players from all different teams, and you know, get a feel for different guys, and which would be, be kind of cool. You know, yeah. I've never, uh, I've never been to a Pro Bowl in my whole career. Um, don't know if I'll go to this one or not, but um, that'll be interesting to see. Um, 
But uh, I just hope that nobody on any team gets hurt in that game. Of course not. Of course not. Tom, final thing. It's been a lot of fun this season to see our fans at road games, at home games. Even the last two games, uh, the fans lining up outside our facility when the buses come in after Baltimore and even after the loss to New England. Uh, I don't know if you have a message for our fans going into 2019. It, it was a fun year, and this team, uh, a lot to look forward to. Well, you know, I think some of this, and I give you guys credit for all the work you've done this past year, really taking people behind the scenes so they can meet some of our players and see that they're more than just a guy um, that has a face mask on. You can't really see them and you get a feel for who they are as people. And with all the work between what you've done and the backstage chargers and, you know, meeting our players and our coaches, I, I, I think people can gravitate that and they kind of see their guys. Um, they've got some personality to them. You know, never too much that goes over the line, but yeah. there's some personality, which is great to see. Well, I tell you, that's a testament to you guys because you, you bring in high character guys too. I mean, and I think that's, I mean, we have some fantastic football players on this team, but you have even better people sometimes in that locker room. Well, it counts. It does. It, 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 it means something to us um, to have people like that. And I think the fans are starting to see that. Obviously, winning some games on national TV um, late in the year, that got people really excited. And, and we could see it grow. Um, you can see it here at the complex. We, even when our buses were leaving for the airport the other day, um, leaving here and we're over by the, the Vans corporate headquarters. Yeah, and our people, shout out to the Vans people. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, they were all lined up on the street with signs. And, and um, I thought the atmosphere for our Ravens game at home late in the year, it was awesome. that last game, that was great. I mean, that, that's the way it should be. That's the way it will be. Um, I just think people had to get to know our team a little bit more. And uh, they want to see what we can do. I mean, you can you, you can only talk so much talk. You got to show it on the field, and I think our guys showed it on the field that they're fun team to watch, exciting team, and you know we went twelve and four. So um, just kind of gradually keep building it. But uh, you know, every I don't get out a whole lot during the season, obviously. Um, but you know, the people I've met and the people I've seen at games, I mean, they seem excited about this football team, and and uh, it's going to get better. You know, we, yeah. we've got a nice base right now, and we got to keep filling in some holes here or there and seeing where our needs are and, and just trying to keep developing and getting better. But, I mean, with Anthony Lynn as our head coach, I mean, there's not a, not another leader I would want here. And that's the guy that our players are going to follow, and they're following him right now. They believe in him. He believes in the players. And uh, it's an exciting time to be a Charger, and I think we're starting to see some people get more excited about that. Yeah, something special is being built here in Los Angeles. And, Tom, you've been awesome all year, gracious with your time. Looking forward to the offseason. You know, I think this is an exciting time. You didn't want it to end this early, but it did, and you work towards trying to make it a little bit longer next year. That's the plan. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thanks so much. And that'll do it for Episode 19 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. My thanks to Tom Telesco, and really thanks to all of our listeners, everybody who subscribed and downloaded this podcast, left a review. This was a very successful first season, and it's all because of you guys. We do this for you, and we'll be back after the Super Bowl. We may not be doing this on a weekly basis because the players are going to be out, but we'll definitely keep things rolling this offseason, get you even closer to the team in 2019. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you after the Super Bowl.